Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17. You are Locked On Mavericks. Your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. All right, it's Locked On Mavericks for Wednesday, March 29th. Thank you for listening. I'm Mike. He is Jake. Uh, I'm at Machine Sports. He's at Not Jack Kemp. And uh, you can also follow the show at Locked On Mavs on Twitter if you're interested in that entirely free website. This is episode number 103 uh, in the books. Um, and we are brought to you by uh, Bodark Consulting. That is B O W, as in bow and arrow. D-A-R-K, as if you turn the lights off, uh, Bodark Consulting and Bodark.com. They've, uh, they've been around for a minute uh, since 2006, and they're based locally right up there in Flomo and Flower Mound. What they do is develop software solutions for businesses of all sizes, whether you're a tiny little startup or you're that uh, big gorilla in the room. They'll help you out. Some of their specialties include uh, web and mobile applications, improving user experience and productivity customizing and extending enterprise software packages, cloud application, systems integration, and the internet, interneting of all things and automation. So if, uh, if you'd like to reach out to them, you can at bodark.com. They can identify the right technology solutions to accelerate your business potential. So uh, please check them out, bodark.com, if you're in, the, in the, um, you know, that neck of the woods, um, if you need that kind of help with your business. All right, so it is a game day. We got the Pelicans tonight, and that kind of um, launches us into the discussion of where we're going to finish with this thing um, in the standings. Because right now, the Dallas Mavericks are technically a half game up on the uh, Pelicans because they're a half game because they're a game up in the loss column. But I think um, just looking at the Mavs schedule going forward, um, tonight is one of the most important games remaining in terms of lottery seeding. And then so will uh, Tuesday, April 4th at Sacramento because those are the teams that are bundled all in your little, uh, your little gaggle there. But mm-hmm. if, if you go through, um, 538 has the Mavs projected to finish 34-48, which is ninth, which is the ninth pick in the draft. Um, but if you go game by game, actually, and you do their, uh, their win probability, that's on the top of their page, if you uh, – if you know what page I'm talking about, 2016-17 NBA predictions. Mm-hmm. They actually have the Mavs going 2-7, and seven, um, which would equate to 33 wins. And the thing that got me really jazzed up, um, not only that the Pelicans are going to finish with a better record than the Mavericks, I, w- I would assume. Right now, I kind of that's kind of fact for me. Um, but if you start going game by game for the rest of the season, they actually have the Timberwolves finishing 5-4. and four. Um, and 
leapfrogging the Mavs if you do their game by game. But in their full season projections, they have the Timberwolves winning 33 games. So it's like the left hand isn't telling what the right hand's doing. Um, but, if, dude, if you could slide down to eight, uh, I would be tickled. Because <laughs> that's the sweet spot to me, like the eighth overall pick. Yeah, and I think right now, like, if you use basketball references projection, it's like, it's like I don't know, 15% eight, 15% 10, and like 30% nine. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. It, it does seem like there's a quite a bit of difference between, like, the top seven or eight and then after that on pretty much all these boards. And the real reason, like, I want to get down to eight, um, and there's ways they can do that. We talked about some of them yesterday. Um, having Dirk take a rest, like, that back-to-back that's in there, have him sit well, that. I can almost promise you Dirk is not going to play the last game of the season. Yeah, I would at, probably. At, at Memphis probably on a back-to-back. Yeah. There's at Memphis at a back-to-back, and there's at uh, L.A. on a back-to-back. He's not playing either one of those games. Yeah, and depending how long Seth's shoulder thing lingers, um, there's some things they can do. But the reason I really want to get up to eight, because I believe that is right in the pocket of where you can take um, Kentucky point guard Deer and Fox. And it just kind of depends on what list you look at. Draft Express has him um, sixth. Um, CBS has him tenth overall, or uh, ninth overall. Um, but obviously, a consensus top ten player, I would really like to be as high up as I can get outside of that top five. Or I mean, if you could get top five pick, that'd be great. But the top five, I think, is kind of solidified. Um, with Fultz, Ball, Jackson, Tatum, um, some version of Malik Monk, Dennis Smith in there. Um, and then De'Aaron Fox falls down there because we've heard it for, I don't know, months now that he can't shoot. We can't, can't take him. He can't shoot. But if you watched the UCLA game last Friday, um, I converted to the church of De'Aaron Fox uh, about halftime of that game because my God, dude, he's an animal. Like, he is just tenacious as hell on both ends of the court. He doesn't stop. I'm still not sure if he can shoot. <laughs> no, he can't shoot. He had a couple of pretty sweet, like, step-back pull-ups. But, I mean, I think out of his 39 points, I don't have it in front of me, but I would bet that 26 of them were in the paint. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, And at the free throw line. I think he shot, like, 15 free throws, which yeah, is they also just him. that he just lived in the paint. Yeah, he had, I think he had like 30 or 32 heading in the last minute, and they kept fouling him uh, because he's the worst shooter for Kentucky that was on the court. Um, but I don't know. I mean, the not, not being able to shoot from three thing, of course that should bother you a little bit. I mean, if you could draft a player that's for sure going to shoot 38% from three like consistently, that'd be really tight. Um, those guys don't exist uh, that often. Um but I only worry about the shooting, like if he lets it like become a problem in his offensive game. If he's in, if he puts himself in situations where it's like, well, f, now I got to shoot. I know I can't. Um, but dude, that that UCLA Kentucky game Friday night was the closest you're going to see to NBA basketball uh, in this tournament, and he just dominated. Like the patience on the pick and roll, the floaters, the willing to pick up. Lonzo Ball full court like I went into that with kind of a shaky opinion of you know if we get him I'd be happy but I'm not like gonna stand on the table and throw stuff around for the dude 
after Friday night, that's that's my guy. That's the dude I want. And I'd I'd move up like two spots if <laughs> if you have to in the draft to go get him. I would also say that it was pretty weird to me in a good way how hard he took the loss. Like you don't often see that in one and done guys. Oh yeah. And you look at the general bucket of effort that it seems like Dennis Smith had for most of the year. I still think he's probably a better player. Mm-hmm. But I mean De'Aaron Fox looked like he's somebody had killed his dog. Yeah. Uh, that they didn't make it to the Elite Eight. And that's pretty – again, that's really rare for guys who are only on a team for, like, eight months. Yeah. So on campus for, like – And then Adebayo <laughs> or whatever that guy's – what's our other – Yeah, Bam. Yeah, he came over and was, like – they were just, like, leaning on each other crying in an interview. And I'm, I, mm-hmm. almost, I almost found it, like, endearing. He's yeah. obviously got about 30 pounds to put on. Yeah, he needs to eat some PB&Js before bedtime. I think he's a better NBA player than Malik Monk, though. I think so too. I mean, he's not going to get picked before Monk, but people are no. going to fall. People are going to fall in love with Malik Monk. And you know what? To me, Malik Monk is Malik Monk is Monte Ellis. Yeah, there's a lot of that. I can see a lot of that. And with a dude like that, with that kind of skill set, I just don't know what's the next step for him. Like, where? What does he get better at? Because he's he's an ultimate don't give an f on the defensive end kind of dude. Um, all the stuff that's cute about him right now, that he'll just close his eyes and and shoot the ball and uh you can't you can't do anything about it like he's just he's a microwave um he's nuclear whenever he gets going like that stuff's cute whenever you're at Kentucky like you get in the league with uh you know some hard-nosed coach like Rick that stuff's not cute anymore that stuff costs you minutes it pretty much just depends for him on what like one he plays with like could he play with Chris Paul and be like incredible yes he could could he play with, like, Damian Lillard and be pretty good? No, he mm-hmm. couldn't. He, they have to pair him with a, a guard that can defend twos, like, a lot. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I just don't see him checking, like, Jimmy Butler. <laughs> yeah, that would be. Or, 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 you know, and I guess they play Butler at the three a lot. But I, you know what I mean? Like, I just don't see mm-hmm. him guarding a wing effectively. And I don't know. It's really hard to project. A lot of these guys get way better. But, mm-hmm. like... He's a, I mean, the Celtics only work because they have like three wing defenders that they can play with Thomas. Yeah. So like yeah. if he came, if he, can he come here and play with Curry? No. There's no chance you could start a backcourt of Curry and Malik Monk and not get nuked. Yeah, you just even bleed you, to death. Even if you were playing Wes at the three and he was guarding a lot of the twos, someone's still going to have to guard a bigger player. And Yeah, just turns into know, a numbers but, game. <laughs> and it like, seems to me like Fox kind of does – he he seems to care more on defense. He does. No, there's no – I don't think it's even like seems. I He does care. Like he wants – like playing against Lonzo Ball like fired him up. Yeah, um, you could tell. And he was tracking him. And uh, I know he's not as tall as Lonzo, um, but they looked like comparable size like whenever they were defending each other. Yeah, um, they do. Lonzo's like, like – he's pretty thin, man. Dude, he's super thin. Like for that, for that frame, like – and it – you know what I really noticed it is whenever they were on that talk show the other day again mm-hmm. with the infamous gif of LeVar <laughs> strolling out with his hat on. God, it makes me laugh. But he looks like see, a – Did you see somebody reversed it? And they yeah. were like, whenever you walk in the club and they're like, no hats no tonight, boys. <laughs> Just back it up, back it up. Uh, no, I mean, they don't, they don't, their bodies don't look that different. And it's weird. Every single measurement I see has Monk having like 20 pounds on Fox. And I just – 
I do not see it. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't either. I mean, his might be just because his upper body is like pretty big now. Yeah, uh, and he's filled out a little bit, and he is like he's ripped. Like he's yeah. I think a lot of those measurements are from like before the year. Yeah, I think or the before, weight or like when they get to campus or something. I think the weight one for sure is. Um, I guess the concerning thing is that I mean he's a he's from Katy, um, and he's been on the radar for like a long time. So they've been weighing him for like a long time. Yeah. And I guess the one concern is he hasn't put on any weight, <laughs> like in like the three years that he's been playing like circuit basketball. Um, but I mean, that's what NBA teams are good at, right? They're good at getting your body into uh, NBA NBA form, and so that doesn't really concern me. Um, that he probably needs to put on twenty pounds. Um, he is. I don't know if Lonzo's stronger or not. I don't know which one's stronger, but Deer and Fox is. He's not strong. Like he needs to get on that squat rack. Like he needs to do some lunges. Like he needs so to put let's some say muscle on that thing. Fox and Dennis Smith are both there when you're picking, which is pretty Ooh. unlikely. That's tough, man. I mean, yeah, I that's... think you're like you said, your top five with with uh, Fultz, Ball, Jackson, Tatum, Monk. Mm-hmm. I don't know, dude. I, I I don't know that Fox or Dennis Smith are getting the nine. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they are either. Like some, it depends what list you look at, and uh, but I also some, could some see people a team have, really fall in love with Markin and Ann Isaac. Yeah, some people so have like, Isaac as a top five. Yeah, like uh, CBS has Isaac as five, and they have Smith, Markin, and Monk, and then Fox. So it just depends, like how how the how you want your cookie to crumble. But um, if you get to eight, I think that puts you in at least gives you a chance at one or one. One of those two, of Dennis Smith and De'Aaron Fox, and you probably take the one that um, wasn't taking the spot in front of you, um, and you run away laughing. Uh, because I'd love both of them. Like, Fox, the shooting thing doesn't bother me. When you get you get older, you put a little bit more weight on, you get stronger, it's easier to shoot the basketball. Kentucky doesn't teach you how to shoot the basketball. Uh, number one, they don't waste time with that because um, you're going to be on campus for literally like five months. Um, what they did with, you know, Anthony Davis coming out. There's a ton of examples of things that are correctable that are wrong with De'Aaron Fox's game. But that's the most electric thing I've seen this season in college basketball, what he did last Friday. And I want, I want in on that. And um, Lonzo didn't play bad. He just didn't – he just wasn't De'Aaron Fox that night. Um, and another dude that really impressed me um, that I have real uh, – Real varying opinions on a scene, and it's probably because he's about to be 20 and he was a freshman. Uh, T.J. Leaf, the UCLA, uh, whatever he is, wing, power forward, mm-hmm. somewhere in between. That dude can play. Yeah. Um, I didn't know much about him. He could shoot it for sure. He can shoot. Dude, he took some dudes off the dribble. He's – I know I know it's not stylish to like the, uh, the 6'10 uh, uh, white dude. He's uh, going to be a stretch four. Yeah, that looks like a guy that I probably wouldn't hang out with in real life. But um, <laughs> that guy impressed me a lot. Like, if he wasn't carrying UCLA in that first half, they would have gotten run off the court. Um, did you Did you watch any Justin Jackson this weekend? I did. Yeah, I, I would – I'm a bigger fan of him than I am uh, the Michigan State dude, Miles Bridges. But yeah. 
Again, I don't know. The the only reason I feel like Jackson is not being talked about as a top five pick is because he's 22. Mm-hmm. That's exactly Because, why. dude, I just don't – I don't see many I, – I don't – I'm not certain that there are um, more complete players in college basketball than that guy. Mm-hmm. Like, he does everything. Now, yeah. the obvious comparison is Draymond. Yeah. Like, people want to compare everyone who doesn't really do any one thing all that <laughs> well but shoots it but is long but can protect the rim a little bit bigger right. than their body probably can. But the flip side of that is, like – you're worried that you're getting, I don't know, Justin Anderson. Yeah, the guy that does he's nothing big, special. He's bigger than Anderson, but I yeah. mean, I don't know. Is he? A th- would you play him at the three? You probably have to. I mean, he's actually pretty light for being six eight, six nine. Um, which you know, whatever you can overcome that. I'm just worried about him getting bullied. Um, well, he was the not- best player in the, on the floor in that game on Sunday. Yeah. He was, and he's been great. Like, he's had a really good tournament, and I think he's probably worked himself into, you know, uh, top 12, borderline top 10 area, even despite, um, you know, being 22. But, yeah, I'd I'd be fine. I don't know. I mean, all these dudes that aren't um, <laughs> the home run of Dennis Smith and De'Aaron Fox, uh, to me, I'd be a little disappointed. But... I don't know, man. There's a lot of really stinking good players in this draft. Like, I want to buy another pick. <laughs> well, like, I remain very much in support of Isaac. Yep. So, it doesn't solve your long-term, probably the biggest need you have, which is that you can't compete without a, I mean, a, a pretty much, a, I would say a two-way point guard, but really you can't compete without at least a point guard who's capable of doing one thing really, really well. Yeah. Um, but. Would you take. Isaac over Smith and Fox? Uh, no. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't. I like his game a lot more, but I also think that, like, I'm still going to be in the same spot next year where I'm like, well, is Curry a point guard? Do I have to go sign a point guard? Do I have enough money to get a point guard? Am I bringing in freaking – you know, Grievous Vasquez for one year or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, because yeah. that's what it would be. Yeah. You know, exactly they're not going to start Yogi. I can bet everything on that. No, Yogi's and, the J.J. Barea replacement. Like, yeah, and I, and I really don't think that Curry long-term is going to be a starting point guard. So Probably not. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that I would be happy either way, but I would, I would probably take Fox and then Smith before Isaac. But I yeah. mean, I, but Isaac way over Miles Bridges. Oh, way, yeah. That's where it falls over. off. Yeah. And to me, Isaac over marketing. Yeah. Oh, I think so for sure. And then you get into the, uh, like, that's the that's the tier, right? Like, it stops right there. Yep. And then it's like marketing, uh, Tila Kina, that area where you're just so well, much the, uncertainty. He's the wild card. Yeah. There's so much uncertainty right Because he there. might be better than everybody we've mentioned. <laughs> he <laughs> could look, be. My, it's so generic. I have no idea. I mean, I watch the guy play in these clips they put up, and I'm like, Dude, I think I could check this guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, based on the defense that he's seeing right now, I'm like, man, somebody just get in front of him. Yeah. But and, and I don't know. I mean, that that's not that dissimilar from what you saw with Giannis, though. So yeah, exactly. I don't know. Dude, he kind of it's it's so dumb to make these available comparisons, but people are going to make the Giannis comparisons to to Tilakina. I mean, oh, that, of course. That if that hasn't happened already, that's gonna happen. Yeah, that's gonna get annoying. He's not as big, but he might eventually be. Yeah, he could grow a little bit. I mean, he's 
18 six, and a half right now. 6'6 six, six or something. I, th- I think he'll probably end up being like a 6'7 point guard. Yeah, totally possible. And then, like, people are going to use the one uh, unicorn example of Giannis, and I'll be like, yeah, well, <laughs> where's the, the, the other 10 guys in that room that you tried to do this with, and it didn't really work out? And, you know, I'm not saying, like, make all your decisions on <laughs> past failures, but... Ask Dante um, Exum how that's going. Yeah, exactly. That was the example I was thinking of. But I was pretty convinced he was going to be smooth, too. Yeah, he might. He, his time is coming, I think, or his opportunity is coming. Just like, only, uh only played in 140 games. Yeah, he and Trey Lyles are obvi- pretty obviously the Utah future once Favors and George Hill probably aren't back. But, yeah, no, I mean... That's that's the tier to me. Like it stops right after um, Isaac of dudes that I would just like run out of the room laughing about uh, if they're on this roster next year. But and I also probably want to buy back in. I probably want to buy back in and get like the twentieth overall pick if we can. Man, <laughs> if, if, we, if we can talk to somebody and get uh, you know like Ivan Rab or T.J. Leaf, Leaf at twenty. Yeah, I was say that's where you get Leaf or Harry Giles if uh, nobody wants any part of that. You know he declared uh, yesterday. But um, all right, we'll. Uh, We'll watch that game tonight on Fox. I'm actually working on the pre and the post game, and uh, we'll be back at it tomorrow. Thank you for your time, and uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Y'all have a good day. We'll see you. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.